Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are I, I messed that up big time. And I'm not I'm not gonna edit it out. I'm gonna keep it in because that's how we roll here. But I don't know how I can mess up the introduction. But anyway, that's me ranting to myself now. You are listening to Going Commando. <laughs> I'm indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Uh, today is Thursday. <laughs> We're recording. Uh, and I'm joined by my host uh, via Zoom. Uh, we got uh, Dirty, Dirty Derek. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I uh, I came here to talk about movies and chew bubblegum, and I am all out of bubblegum. Well, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Which I guess we'll just talk me. about movies. Which reminds me, just so we can do a little sneaky peek. I know we haven't really told everybody else, and I know Jimothy doesn't know either. Uh, but I, I think we should talk. I mean, like the way you suggested for episode 100, uh, that we do. Oh, like I do a, know. We do an episode where we talk about they live. That way, it's all encompassing with everything. We'll try to. I mean, I'm not sure how the relationship aspect falls into it. Dude, bromance, uh, bromances. Bromance. That's right. Well, yeah. plus he he's kind of has a, a thing with um. With Meg Foster's. Meg character. Foster, thank you. I mean, I say, every time I think of Meg Foster, even though she's been a million things, I think of Evil Lynn from the Masters of the Universe movie. Because oh. she was so perfect for that role. Anyways, She was. Those yeah. I thought you were, were going to say she, she thought of, uh, yeah, they are hypnotic. Uh, I thought yes. you were going to say, though I did see her in, uh, in I watched uh, 31 again the other day. And uh, yeah. man, she just has not aged well. But those, those eyes, though, those eyes are yeah. endearing. There's a certain point when, when, not just women, just older people, continue to work out, and it sort of does them a disservice because then they look extra sinewy, and Veiny. like they look like beef jerky basically, and especially for people who tan. So sometimes they're just just get yeah, a little they, chubby, get a little chubby as you get older. Yeah, yeah. Just like leathery. Yeah, yeah. Stay out of the sun and eat a lot of foods. Eat some snacks. Exactly. Or just, you know, you don't have to you don't have to go super hard. You're not like there's something about like some elderly person who's super vascular and it's like you you know you know who I was really sad about that that got work done? Because I always I mean like in in the most bro way possible, I always thought he was like a really good looking dude was Mickey. Mickey Rourke? Yeah. 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 How did you know? Okay, but so Mickey (laughs) Rourke though Because he's he's the one he's the one guy I think of when you think of plastic surgery that could have gone wrong. Yeah, just yes. Rock. He was so goddamn handsome. Yeah, he was like Rumblefish and stuff. But you know why he started getting plastic surgery? Because he was a, a he was a boxer, so he uh-huh. left he left acting to be a boxer. Right. And but he kept getting. It was like a he would get, you know, beat up, and his face would get a little broken. And he needed to go to get plastic surgery to fix it, and then. It just sort of, I think, became an addiction. Mm. Hand. But yeah, you look at Mickey Rourke circa The Wrestler versus Mickey Rourke circa Rumblefish, and circa, it's like they're two different people. Circa Marlboro Man? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's like, there's him. There's, I, I still think the, the most tragic of all physical deformations was uh, um, uh, uh, I'm getting a million. We're, we're, we're playing the what is in James's brain? Uh, Marlon Brando. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, that's the name of the game. When every any time, exactly. What is James's brain? So the answer. I'm sorry. I was getting. I was getting. I was getting work messages. Uh, was the actually the thing, but. Uh, so no, it was a uh, young Marlon Brando, unbelievably good looking, probably one of the most perfect looking men ever. Cause he was both, I've said this before, it's becoming a weird thing for me, but um, he was both like super masculine and also super pretty, which is a very hard combination to come across. Uh, and then, you know, young Marlon Brando to fucking Apocalypse Now Marlon Brando is like, um, but you know, we also had uh, Val Kilmer didn't, didn't age super well either. Well, but, uh, I think but he, he was, was better sick. now. He was yeah. le- legitimately sick. And yeah. I think he covered up his throat a lot. Yeah. And, and of course he puffed up too. And yeah. um yeah. But that it, it was, says that was the says the three uh, male models that are recording this podcast anyways. Hello. Hello. Follow me on Instagram. That's why we talk about it because we live vicariously through their good looks. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't live vicariously through the later Marlon Brando. 
like rumblefish turn to jellyfish. Like that's, yeah. Well, I yeah. do. I, 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 uh, I live vicariously through old Marlon Brando because I can't eat mashed potatoes anymore. And that dude definitely enjoyed his mashed potatoes. So time out. Um, Explain. No, he's, 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 he's cutting weight for the big fight. So, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's not eating, he's oh. not eating carbs. Hey, really quick. Yeah. Um, so I know you wouldn't you'd be able to tell by looking at it, you know, looking at me. Um, mm-hmm. One, this is a podcast. Uh, two, uh, two oh. if, you, if you did see me in person, you would never believe it. But I used to be a bodybuilder. And so when it comes to bodybuilding, you have to eat clean. And I love mashed potatoes. A good alternative. Cauliflower, cauliflower mashed potatoes. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, if you ever come, like if we ever set a date, I'll bring you some, man. I will make you my, my cauliflower mash. It I've, I've had... I've had some decent ones. If you have some great, a great recipe, I'll try it. But I've had some decent ones. It's like cauliflower um, is a good re- – they even use it for pizza crust. It's like I've, cauliflower I've made, and mozzarella. I've made that, and it's so good. But yeah, we're, that's what, this podcast is now about health and fitness. That, that's great. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Get Your Guns Out. Uh, it's called Going Commando because we all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger from no, the film. It, commando, no, it's, not, right? it's no longer Going Commando. It's Going Clean. All right. right. Going clean. (laughs) Clean living. That's going to be the thing. Every single time we do a podcast now, we're just going to give you some clean living advice before we talk about movies. That's good. Hey, and real quick, while we're on that, how, how, what's, what's the weight at now? How how much have you lost, Jimothy? I've lost 21 pounds. He was looking to smell the other day when he was being a goddamn hero and saving a bird. That's right. Oh, yes, right. You saved a bird. You wouldn't tell the story? I, I thought sure. the other day too, because before you say that, I was driving through uh, a traffic the other day, and I and I saw this like big burly construction worker like out running around the traffic. And I'm like, what the fuck is this meth head doing? And he was trying to find this baby duck, and he was trying to chase it to like put it on the sidewalk. I'm like, oh, he's channeling his inner James over there, like <laughs> trying to get the birdie on the sidewalk. <laughs> anyway, hey man, look, you know, you innocent I, animals. <laughs> so I, yeah, we were down at the Riverwalk enjoying uh you know a nice you know uh day off uh out amongst the people getting the covid uh helping uh helping the uh the ramping up numbers again um but no number so one. we were walk- number one <laughs> we, we were we were walking uh downtown and there was a baby uh there was a bird and he was splashing around in the water you could tell he was trying to get out but he couldn't get out um so we ended up trying to find, you know, something to get him out. I found the perfect branch that was like, sort of like almost like a big Y. Like, um, and I was able to actually get, he, first he wasn't going to get on the branch, but I basically got it like underneath him and like pulled it up. So like eventually he like, he stepped on it. And as soon as his little birdie feet grabbed the branch, he was not letting go. So, but literally he was so tired. I had the branch uh, and there's like, you saw photos on my social media. So I'm holding the branch and he's inches away from my face and he's just, He's his little birdie chest is heaving. He's like his little eyes are closing. Um, so uh, we put him up high in some um, uh, brand, uh, in some bushes uh, next to the Riverwalk to sort of let him dry out. Because the problem is birds weigh literally nothing. I don't know if you've ever had a bird like on your finger, but they it's like they weigh nothing. Um, so hard. once they get weight, what, what like wet, all that moisture in that water like really weighs them down, and they can't they can't fly. So, um, and he needed the little bird, he needed to rest. So we put him high up in some bushes and uh, came back 20 minutes later and he was gone. So, uh, so yeah. Saved a cat bird. took him. Well, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> like an eagle, but we specifically put him really deep, like under some heavy bush so that like predators or whatever couldn't see him, hopefully. So that's right. Cause they have those heat vision. Exactly. We'll, like we'll the predator. That. Like the predator. Right. He doesn't come to hunt humans. He just comes on birds. He's a pastime. So, well, it was a very noble thing of you, uh, Sir Jimothy James Dean, to save that bird. And uh, maybe someday he will grow up to be a big, strong bird and he will repay the favor by not crapping on your cart. Exactly. It'll be like the giant birds in Lord of the Rings that fly, Gan- right. the giant eagles that take Gandalf away. Hey, you know what, dude? At, at the rate 2020 is going, that, that is a possibility. Okay? Exactly. It's going to get through the, it's going to be the polarity of the eclipse with the, with the dust storm that's coming in. It's going to create mutant birds, and that bird is going to remember you uh, that you saved it before. Mutant well, you know, honest, catastrophic. Do you know what was honestly my thought when I uh, afterwards is uh, in uh, the movie uh, Anchorman 
when the mm-hmm. you know the the they're gonna get attacked by the uh, bear, but then the dog comes and he's like, "I saved your," you know. I was like, "I was like maybe maybe I'm gonna get yeah. attacked by birds, but then a little bird, the little birdie will come and be like, no, he's I, he's a good one.'" I thought you were gonna say it when he gets attacked by the shark. He's like, <laughs> "I saved you! I saved you! No, don't attack me!" <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the bear works too. But anyways, I think. I digress. 20 minutes into we haven't talked about a movie yet. So. That's okay. <laughs> That's, That's absolutely okay. fine, man. Because yeah. we, okay. we are going to jump into it. And last but not least, we have Jimmy the James Dean. <laughs> 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 Who is this guy? How are you doing today? You doing I'm, right? do, I'm not going to give any subs because we're too late into the podcast for subs. So okay. I'm doing good. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But uh, but all right, so what did I watch this week? I'm sorry. Hey, what did you exactly watch this week? That's exactly what I was gonna ask y'all. What did y'all watch this week, gents? Well, I, I don't let since Jimothy James Dean didn't get a chance to do his subs. I'll let you go first, sir, about what you watched. Uh, so I've actually so in the action kind of end of the genre, the end of the TV film spectrum. Um, I've been kind of weirdly obsessed with watching. Well, I. Let me rephrase that. I started weirdly obsessed with rewatching all the Netflix Marvel shows because um, I really wanted to see that first season of Daredevil um, because um, I was just uh, something came up about um, uh, um, do 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 do. What is James? <laughs> What's the actor? Geez, one of my favorite actors. He uh, he plays Kingpin. Um, he's the great. Who is who is Vincent D'Onofrio? For Vincent the D'Onofrio. I don't know why my my of all Derek names for three hundred. Yeah. So Vin. Oh, Vinny, only Vinny D. Um. Uh. So I won't really want to see him because I still think he. That's the. I don't give a shit what people say about Loki, and the entire Marvel live action, you know, spectrum. Um. Vincent Afrio's Kingpin is the most three-dimensional, most interesting villain they've ever done, hands down. Um, playing him as this sort of weird, almost like autistic, you know, um, super megalomaniac, but who's, you know, has this weird, you know, uh, affection for, you know, his lady friend. Like, it's just a very interesting um, way to go. And they a lot of it was inspired by the comics, but Vincent Afrio's performance specifically was really interesting. So I really wanted to watch it. And, you know, again, I still think the first season holds up. I still think the first season of Daredevil is the best thing they they did as far as the Netflix shows um, with the first season of um, Luke Cage being pretty good. Um, I think the Jessica Jones, first season of Jessica Jones was harder to get through the second time watching it than it was the first time for some reason. I think maybe because I knew where the story was going. Um, but, but yeah, I, I got to Daredevil season two and I was like, I, I can't. I, I got it halfway through, and I'm like, I don't know if I can finish this. It's like become tedious, and like what didn't bother me as much originally, which was like a lot of the side character stories, like Foggy Nelson and um, Karen. I I just can't deal with it, man. I can't deal with it. And like the season two of Punisher has, you know, the introduction. Of, season two of Daredevil is the introduction of, of the Punisher, and I think again he's a great. He does a good performance. He's too small to play the Punisher, but that's a nitpicky thing. But um. But you know he's such a great actor, and they did some interesting things with him. But even that can't save the show, and it's it's kind of weird. But I was super stoked to sort of rewatch it, and then now I'm like yeah. I'm less than half of the way through this this the whole output, and I just I couldn't finish it. So or I'll I I maybe I will, but it it's be, it's become tedious. So yeah, but fucking have, Iron Fist, forget it. it. I couldn't do it. What what I really find super funny is like it, it's opposite, right? Because with Marvel movies they do so much better than DC and what DC does for TV shows, they can't Marvel can't touch it because they, they've yet to have one. I think agents of shield is probably the longest running Marvel television show. Yeah. And I mean, and that probably is wholeheartedly based on the fact that agent Colson's by the primary character and he's been in the Avengers movie. And what I do like is that's the one show that ties in nicely to the rest of the universe Whereas like yes. the other shows, I don't see any really, like I've never really seen any connection. I agree with you though. I, I couldn't get through Jessica Jones. Like I, like I watched a little bit of Daredevil, um, but uh, Punisher, I, I didn't mind, but I, I do agree. Like he doesn't, he doesn't strike. He's a great actor, John Barathol. But, yeah. um, 
but he is he would not be my pick for Frank Castle. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, he facially looks like him. He carry, but he's like five nine. Like, you know, like I just I he's like the guy Charlie. Um, the guy who plays Dare. I I should not have a pod. I should not be on a podcast where I have to talk about actors because this whole name thing is getting to me. But but the actor who plays Charlie Charlie Aldred, whatever his name is, the guy who plays Daredevil, he's not a big guy either. He's in good shape, but he's not a big guy. But, you know, Daredevil, yeah, it's a weird nerd thing. He's just, John Barenthal's a great actor, but he just doesn't seem, like, physically imposing in the way that, you know, the, the Frank Castle in my head is. But, but it, you know, he does. A, he's a great actor. You know, people wanted um, um, Ray, um, not Ray Winstone, um, Ray Stevens either. Um, oh, good lord! The uh, oh, Thomas Jane? No, no, no. Uh, um, the so uh, in the Purge two. Um, again, a great actor. He, he oh, played. Uh, was it Frank Grillo? Frank Grillo. I mean, he's he's kind of the exact same thing. Frank Grillo in Purge, the Purge two, is basically playing almost like the Punisher, but they want him to play him. Uh, but he's again, he's like five seven, five eight. Like he's not a big guy either. Where Ray, Ray Stevens, who played him in Warzone, is like six three, so, um, which is a weird. That's a nerd thing. Like it shouldn't matter, but it does in my nerd head. Just because I've, you know, I had a Punisher T-shirt when I was ten years old, which was decades and decades ago. So I just have I've had years of this mental image of him in my head. So, but anyways, that's a weird random thing. But yeah, basically, just I've been watching that almost nonstop and a bunch of anime that you guys don't want to get into. But anyways, <laughs> what about you, Derek? <laughs> Wait, wait a second. Which anime yeah. were you watching? Watching a ton. Um, I'm watching um, uh, Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter. Um, I'm watching um, they uh, Hulu has Rama One Half, which was my favorite anime for years. So I'm rewatching some of that, and I'm 58 episodes into One Piece. Um, Why? Why? Just because. Why? Why? Are you think you're cool now? Is that what oh, it is? no, no. Look, I'll tell you, you're cool without watching it. Yeah, why, I, why does anyone do that? I don't get it. Like, there's what, 8, watch 000, One Piece? There's, yeah, there's 8,000 episodes. They're all filler episodes. It, you don't need to watch it. Well, I mean, I, I didn't. I, this is like my fifth time trying, and the first four times I couldn't get into it. But I sort of put it on so I could draw. And then the longer it went into, um, the more I was like, okay, I can kind of get into The animation gets much better by you know the episode 20 mark um but then i also i've seen a lot of weird like random images of it of like like characters be like what the fuck is that yeah and like oh it's episode 600 of one piece i'm like what so it's just morbid curiosity at this point but um, very morbid but yeah. all right just yeah, seeing if you can do it it's yeah so i i actually i didn't watch a ton in the way of action movies this week i've been really just binge watching the hell out of of horror movies which is for our other um other podcasts we will definitely talk about we will definitely talk about um i did watch uh i did watch they live it's horror jason so you know uh i thought well i check i'll check it out um i watched i i watched cobra um because you can you can never you can never go wrong with that um i watch it's a horror movie but i it's got a lot of action and i watched dog soldiers which uh, I just talked about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great, uh, great werewolf movie, uh, which totally, totally caught me off guard. I hadn't seen it in, in a while. Um, so yeah, I, I again, not not a ton of uh, not a ton of action movies. I started rewatching a little bit because our, our topic today is uh, franchises. So I started rewatching the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, so I'm up to I just passed Tokyo Drift. Uh, nice, but, you know, Tokyo Drift doesn't it gets a lot of flack. I like Tokyo I, Drift. I, I liked Tokyo Drift. I think it was I like a the, nice. Fr- Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I like the uh, I mind the character. You know, I uh, was it a uh, little Romeo's in it, a little Romeo, yeah. and uh, but it's got a it's got a guy who plays a uh, Han in the of future course. series too, and I like him as an actor. So uh, you know, I I thought it was it was actually way better than originally uh, originally kind of hyped up to be. I know it was like yeah. the one without. It's got Vin Diesel at the end of it, so you know what? Yeah, I just think it's funny that like the the main actor didn't get to come back, but they even brought Han back from like from the dead, <laughs> you know, like and not the main actor to go back into the rest of the franchise. Well, so he's coming back for the next one. Is he? 
Yeah. So they. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That yeah. I actually like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> look at look at James rolling his eyes. <laughs> he's like i wish that would just tokyo drift right off a cliff well that's the funny thing about that movie about that franchise is the more ridiculous it gets the more people are are so tuned into it um yeah you know i I remember watching the like when i was re-watching it watching the first one i'm like it's good, but like the drama is actually kind of boring. Boring me knowing what like I could watch the the Fast Five and and really take it up a notch. Uh, I was like, can we just get over the the Telenova uh, melodrama here and uh, just just go for it? So like I I just find it was progressively kind of gotten a little more ridiculous over time. But I think that's that's kind of the interesting thing about um, you know sometimes about franchises is they either go like super ridiculous or well, they trying to get like super serious or what well, what are you gonna do i mean like you got an evil knievel if you're gonna continue that franchise you can't just have races like the whole time and you know and a little bit of action i mean you have to like step it up i mean what are they on like 10 9 or 10 already uh, yeah they're going into nine i think Jeez. yeah does that include well, the uh, hobbs and shaw well, it's, uh, that would that would be a spinoff. So that's I mean, what I'm saying, right? I, so yeah. that that's technically ten in the franchise. I mean, yeah. ten yeah. in the <clears throat> yeah, which would be its own. Which is funny because like they, that's the thing is like they're the everybody loved the dynamic between Jason Statham and The Rock so much that they created this other other spinoff uh, movie. But I, I I think there's still like this huge beef between The Rock and and uh, and Vin Diesel. I don't know. I, I just don't know how, like, The Rock seems like such a down-to-earth guy, like, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know if it's just Vin Diesel just kind of being a prick or, like, prima donna, but, uh... Well, I, I, I thought his... So. The Rock's main beef, though, is actually with, uh, that fucking piece of shit... What, what's his name? The rapper? Um, oh, or, Ty- no, Ty- Tyrese. Tyrese. He was oh, a Tyrese. model. It's him yeah. and Tyrese, I think, are have the main beef. Um, really? And they... Because they, they writers strike, and they were trying to, yeah, I forget all the details, but it was a thing of Tyrese didn't think, you know, The Rock should make the solo movie that he should hang with. I, it was some bullshit. Who gives a shit what Tyrese thinks anyways? But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I can't, I, I tried to watch uh, uh, that Hobbs Shaw movie and it's so dumb. I only actually watched it because I, there was like Roman Reigns was in it and I wanted to see if he actually could act and the answer is yeah. no. Um, and Helen, <laughs> you know Helen Helen Mirren, she's great. Uh-huh. Uh, is she in know? that? Yeah, she plays. Uh, she plays Jason Statham's. Uh, she plays. Oh, Shaw's that's right. Mom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mom yeah. in prison. Yeah, um, that's right. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I just think like uh, I just think these are. This is a franchise that's just very, uh, very kind of a, a dumb fun franchise. Let's, let's call it. Now it is not my pick for tonight's uh, franchise to discuss, but it is. I debated it. Um, it's primarily it's Transformers for adults. I mean, that, I mean, that's what it's really come down. I gotta to. say though, I'm like sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. It happens often. Does it? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go. No, it just reminded me. One of my favorite uh, stupid ass people news stories was the lady who tried to sue the movie theater for the movie Drive because it didn't have enough driving in it. And she said that, you know, the trailers made it seem like it was part of the, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise. And I was just like, lady, you should drink all the cyanide ever produced because you should, you're using a valuable air somebody else could be breathing. Like, hey, on that note, too, I mean, as stupid as it is, if you haven't listened to the Drive soundtrack, please do yourself a favor. Oh, the Drive soundtrack's great. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Uh, Hey, but really quick, you know, um, uh, didn't do it on purpose. Oh my God! Quit, quit looking at me like that. Anyway, uh, that was James. Uh, <laughs> I Thank you for watched, clarifying. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure the people at home listening in knew what was happening. J- Jimothy was giving me this <laughs> weird look, like he was about to uh, surprise sex me. Uh, so we're not gonna have whoa, any of that. whoa now. <laughs> no, so I actually uh, watched uh, Rush Hour one and two. And uh, oh, yeah, right. man, and like, and, and like, I say what you will about the movie, as, as corny as it is. I love like, those movies, buddy cop wise, man. They're on, I mean, I, I, besides like Mel Gibson and you know, 
and, and, and lethal weapon and all that stuff but i i thoroughly enjoy watching one like one is really cool um and there's this outtake on rush hour two and i still say it all the time whenever like someone bombs something like i always say like he's not gonna be in rush hour three and like that's <laughs> like <laughs> like that's like one of my favorite lines ever and it didn't even make it to the movie for obvious reasons, obvious but, reasons yeah. yeah obvious reasons but and then like it will in the weird turn of events like i was done watching rush hour one and two and i watched it yesterday um and then i was just flipping through the tv guide and i saw saw it was on it's the same dude the, the villain from rush hour one is actually the cop in in, in saw one and i didn't even, re- even realize that well at least i think it is now that i <laughs> i should have i should have fact checked that but uh but no rush hour one like it, it's actually has a lot of action and like there's a lot of people in there that you know you did i didn't remember being in that movie um but it was it was i I wasn't i wasn't bored like you know what i mean like some of the like the fast and furious movies i get a little bit of bored i'm like all right cool like you were saying like in the beginning derek uh like with like the telenovela kind of stories it's like all right we get it like love whatever michelle rodriguez dies three times we get it exactly Um, yeah (laughs) it's like uh but no it was just a fun movie I, i love it yeah, no, that's, you know, I actually, a fun piece of action movie news that I read the other day was there is a rumor that for Beverly Hills Cop 4, it is going to be a crossover with Bad Boys. What? But, yeah, that's what I, I, that's what I read today. Uh, that there was a, there's a potential like of crossing those two films over uh, in, to make them canon um, for the next, like, next installment. I have a question. Like, how do y'all how do y'all feel about that? Both of y'all. It's crazy. I love it. And, and what about I you, Timothy? I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, it's crazy enough that it might work. My biggest complaint, though, is that if I'm going to get a new Beverly Hills Cop movie, I kind of want it to stand on its own a little bit. But I mean, I still well, haven't seen Bad Boys for Life yet, though. Oh, either you, so. you got to watch it, man. You know, I so, will. Uh, so, I mean, the thing is, like, when it's so hard, man, because I don't know about you, Jimothy, but what I thought about franchises, I had some very specific rules, which is very uncommon for me because I'm, I'm not a rule wait, guy. Wait, wait. I, I have to cut you off, Derek, because I yeah. asked you all that question for a specific reason. And how dare you all, before what? you go into your rules, how dare you all be happy about Beverly, Hill, Beverly Hills Cop and Bad Boys fusing together and not liking John Wick and the Matrix Theory? How dare you? I digress. What are your rules? <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna dignify that with a response. What? Oh yeah, because you can't have one. It's. It... <laughs> oh tank. I digress. <laughs> oh, Go continue. Jesus Christ. Continue. <laughs> Christ. Okay. Go ahead, uh, sir. <laughs> I don't even know where he's going with that. No, you have uh, rules. Yeah, oh, rules so, are, oh, yeah. So yeah, the, the franchise rules. So uh, number one, my understanding of franchise is it has to be more than three movies. Um, okay. I could not include, to me personally, could not include television adaptations. Um, like Indiana Jones. It's only got, it's got four, but it also has a TV show as well. Young Indiana Jones as well. Uh, not canon. Well, I mean, it is, I guess, in a degree. But um, yeah, TV show adaptations. And I personally like ones that contain the same characters or not or main characters within the movies. So I could not include bad boys because there's only three of them. Um, same thing with John Wick because theoretically there's only three as of right now because uh, the fourth one hasn't come out yet. Sorry, Tay. Matrix is also off the table oh. as well because there's yeah. only three of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those those were kind of like those were kind of my guiding principles for franchise franchise movies so it has to be greater than three but no john 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 wick is definitely not going to be the matrix (laughs) whatever i'm kidding okay i'll let you have i know no 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 it's not even the fact that if it if it does happen or it doesn't happen the fact that y'all downplayed it and y'all got excited about over beverly hills cop and and uh and and, uh bad boys how dare y'all (laughs) <laughs> I love when this show goes in a real dumb directions. Did did, huh? I, did you both lose audio at the same time? No, I was waiting for I. Oh, I was no. just I was just 
waiting for so oh, I, I push on my bad i pushed the mute button that's my bad no worries so um yeah it's funny because i didn't i mean i didn't necessarily think of any rules i didn't get as in depth with derek uh but weirdly the the film franchise i chose meets all of those uh so what is yeah. your uh, what is your film franchise uh so i mean I, obviously like there's a lot you know I, I we could talk about um uh would i qualify rocky as an action film franchise there's a lot of fighting in it uh but the franchise i chose and it's near to dear near and dear to my heart um uh, is the death wish franchise not including the fucking remake um oh, right. uh five movies in and there isn't one movie i dislike i mean four and five um are you know a little bit more forgettable than the other films in the franchise but still really good i mean the fifth one has michael parks in it as the villain and i think he's fucking great in it um but first off it's an, what an interesting such an interesting uh film and film history and you know um the, the original much like a rambo much like a rocky you know the original death of wish was kind of considered like a legitimate movie it was you know um wasn't as exploitative as they became later on, especially two and three. Um, but, you know, at the time, it was very much of the time in 70s New York. Uh, it was cr- rampant with crime. And, um, you know, it was, you know, you don't have movies like The Warriors for no reason. Um, it was, it was, seemed almost lawless. Like crime was rampant. People like drug, drug addiction was rampant. Um, so, you know, based off of a, a book by the same name, Death Wish, um, which the, the book was trying to tell a completely different story. It was basically saying how um, vigilanteism is wrong and how we shouldn't, you know, it's it's not healthy to, to think that you know what, you know, is, is uh, considered justice and taking the law in your own hands is, is makes you know better than the people that upset you, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, um, the screenwriters and the filmmakers kind of went in a different direction and a much more glorified sense um you know um which the the movie has this very like radical right wing kind of vibe to it at, at, at least in 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 hindsight and retrospect it definitely feels that way um uh but you know with that being said um you know taking the movies for what they present face first and again the first one it has you have these rich you know people these rich you know, affluent white New Yorkers who are mad at the crime. And um, and then, you know, Paul Kersey's, the character Paul Kersey was a very weird film character. And he kind of transforms over, you know, from a kind of a sympathetic, you know, uh, father slash husband to almost like a fucking superhero. And like this, like a super spy by the end, he becomes like a weird fucking uh, mustachio James Bond. Um, a very interesting character. And the, the, the problem, the changes he goes through but you know, he starts off as this like very um affluent architect and and developer who is part of the reason that you know there's such wealth disparity in new york he's sort of contributing to that and this is weird sort of um angle that they take in the first one but the first one's a great movie it's an actually like i said it's a very uh very much in the, in the sense of a lot of those 70s films like taxi driver and the Paul Schrader films where they're like hard edged and very like brutal, but you know, intelligent and sophisticated enough that like, you know, critics kind of embraced it, but, but, you know, and as much as I love death wishes and it has some really great moments, um, um, I don't think it really becomes what it is until the second film, which, you know, people have complained that the only good one is death wish one. And I think those people are uh, wrong but I can see their point because by the second one, it does become super exploitative that like, there's a really, I mean, the second one has some really rough rape sequences and it's much harder to watch. The violence is ramped up, you know, to a much higher degree. Um, the violence and, and, and the um, overall film just feels uglier and sleazier, but in a way that's like servicing the story, because again, here's a guy who sort of, you know, Paul Kersey, you know, um, character went through this crazy thing sort of you know did all this violent stuff and tried to put it in his past and is trying to like 
you know, uh, move on with his life and he has like found a new lady. In fact, the theme of those movies is if you date Paul Kersey, you're going to fucking die a horrible well, death. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you is like, is this just like kind of the take it franchise of like how, how, how I love how uh, Deadpool says in those movies, there's just a point where you're just considered a bad parent because you yeah. keep losing people like Paul Kersey's character. Like how many people can you date and then also have, you know, get yourself killed and yeah. or have your daughter get killed. Yeah, which is like the premise for the second one. Um, yeah. which I and then, and then, then the fourth one, or the fifth is it the fifth one? No, so fourth, well, the fourth one is his girlfriend's daughter. That's so it is. Yeah, for the fourth yeah. one is his girlfriend's daughter. So uh, exactly. So again, the films are definitely not perfect. But here's the thing. Um, uh, and you know, by the fifth one, he's you know, it's in the early '90s. He's way too old to be an action star. Um, kind of very like almost laughable kind of like Robert De Niro in the Irishman trying to like be all like tough guy kicking people's ass. And it just looks like a looks kind of embarrassing. He's just too old to move, but um, which we all get there. Um, But the films, even I think the fourth and fifth one, the fourth and fifth have like their own vibe, especially the, the the fifth one Um, to me, I think the pinnacle of the series, and it's the definitely the most ludicrous of them all, is Death Wish 3. Um, you know, Death Wish 3 is probably, it's definitely in my top 10, just a movie yeah. I can watch over and over and over. Is, again. That, a, is that Crackdown? Like, Crackdown's uh, 4. That's when they, four. they, that's the 80s one where they like, it was all anti-drugs and it's like, it was like a sure. fucking, it was like a after-school special about drugs. George um, so, um, Death Wish 3 is the one where like he basically goes back to see his his um his war buddy and like it becomes like it's like Mad Max. It's like they he, like the basically people are like living in ruins and fucking gang, like criminals are everywhere and um uh yeah it's it's over the top and ludicrous. Um uh but it it but it's still um it's still like my favorite because it's so over the top and so ludicrous and such a cartoon. Um, you know, it ends with him fucking literally shooting the main gang, like the main villain, the main gang leader uh, with a fucking bazooka. So like, it's so over the top and ludicrous, but, um, you know, uh, all the cast is really great. Um, you know, uh, the guy who plays the, um, uh, the main, gang leader um i don't know if he's ever done anything like i don't know if he's done um i should probably look that up i don't even know who let me take a look oh uh, actually never mind it's gavin o'hurley he okay yeah so he's done a ton of shit actually he's sort of a yeah so but anyways so yeah. but gavin o'hurley he who plays the main villain he's so fucking sleazy and he's so fucking hateable he's one of my favorite movie villains you want to see this guy get his ass murdered or kicked so bad um but it's so over the top and ludicrous but it's so much fun that's the thing is it's like it you know and then that's where people really like sort of point the uh, finger of it being super like uh you know like a uh like a gun nuts like wet dream and it's basically like fuck you know you know anybody who's poor uh you know is should die and there's all these different you well, know, let me ask you of, ask you a question where if you were to compare this and say Dirty Harry, mm-hmm. which like which one is your? Do you still think Death Wish is like your favorite compared to like the? Uh, yeah, because as, so I love. I mean, I, I I also love. I mean, that's t- even more. So Dirty Harry is even far more of a reactionary kind of film. Like it's like a way more of a like you know whatever you know whatever you know might makes right and all that stuff. But the you know the first two uh dirty harry movies are great but then you know by the time it gets to deadpool and stuff which you know i've heard people kind of try to defend it these years i'm like it's it's fine it's not a terrible movie but it's it's definitely sort of phoned in um there's some cool aspects of about it but um i i think the first two dirty harry movies are great but to me like it sort of loses steam after that um uh and I mean, again, I love, um, it, it's so hard because, you know, politically, you know, Clint Eastwood, uh, especially as he's gotten older, is, you know, is uh, kind of 
once you start arguing with chairs, I don't know how much, you know, mm-hmm. fandom I can give you, but fucking great director, great writer, and a great actor. I mean, he's always been an incredible actor. Um, and, you know, he's, he's charisma personified, especially as, uh, you know, uh, Dirty Harry is Harry. Oh, what well, he's got an Irish well, name too. Uh, I was gonna say I was say Harry Warden, but then I was like, "Oh, it's my bloody no, Valentine." Exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, he's he, uh, trust me. I I could put that on there too. Again, I have a little bit. There's especially now with like uh, how prevalent like we we're learning about you know police corruption and you know excessive violence and excessive forces by police like like i guess it's really not that much politically than than saying it with like you know a vigilante at least like with you know um with paul kersey that character like you can you can at least empathize with his loss and like you know the brutal horrific terrible way that people he's cared about have died so i guess that's sort of lets you off the hook a little bit but i mean i like mean, i do like them both i love the dirty i mean um if I were, like I said, if I were hard pressed to say, which would be my favorite, um, I, again, Death Wish is, uh, uh, Death Wish 3. So, um, that's my, like, it's so, nothing beats, uh, you know, uh, the sheer excess of, um, of, uh, of Death Wish 3. And, and again, the thing that I give it, you know, which is, again, even Death Wish Five, which is I think like not doesn't have the biggest following, I still think is a great movie. And Michael Parks is fucking great in it. They have it probably has the best villain in in the um, in the the film franchise. So, um, but you know, um, you know, I mean, there I get I, I'm gonna probably regret saying this as I think about you know uh, the you know. Besides Dirty, Dirty Harry and Magnum Force, thinking about Sudden Impact and like rewatching, maybe rewatching Deadpool and stuff and The Enforcer. And, you know, uh, I might kind of kick myself in the ass and change my opinion, but um, no, because even that, even by The Enforcer, it's, it, it's such a fucking mail in. At that point, it's literally like definitely just a cash in. So I'm going to give it to Death Wish. And again, just for the, even the sheer excess of a Death, Death, Death Wish 3. But again, every movie's great. You know, it starts off as a very like um almost like a poignant character study with something to say and then the second one it just becomes an exploitative action film, but also a really good one and then by the third one it's becomes a fucking like a canon movie because it, it was produced by canon and it fucking feels like a canon movie because everything is so uh over the top and ramped up uh, in the most fun way possible. So, yeah, Death Wish is definitely my choice. Solid. That's a solid pick. I like Death Wish. It's uh, Charles Bronson. I, I don't know if I'm sure you've seen it, but the, the guy who looks like yes, Charles I, Bronson lookalike, I, like, dear God. Uh, De- in fact, there's there's another movie. He just came out with another movie, and he's fighting a fucking slasher, like a Jason yeah. Voorhees type guy. I saw that. I, I saw, like, I heard about that. I heard rumblings yeah. of that. But I forget un- what it was un- called. But... Uncanny. I, I do not know how anybody could look so much like Charles Bronson. But it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It, it is crazy. Um, yeah. It, this, you know, franchises was actually a lot harder than I thought because there's, there's so many great, to your point, like, you could change your mind, like, every minute. Um, and my original thought was I was actually going to say James Bond because it is such a long-running franchise, and it really has something for everybody depending on like what type of bond you like because the bond changes every i think that was the one thing i really liked about james bond it's not what i ended up going with but i, I really like james bond because james bond always was my understanding it was a, it was a moniker and it's not tied directly to it's not tied directly to a person's actual identity it's just 007 is tied to um to who they are like within the organization so it could be anybody right uh, yep. so i was like well that's kind of a cool premise but there's so many and it would just be, that could be a whole episode in itself is talking about James Bond. So I went with my, my all-time go-to uh, action movie, uh, which was Die Hard. Um, so I, I know that a lot of people are, are not huge Die Hard fans. Um, as, they've, as they've gotten on in the years. Um, I mean, the I think, f- first one is probably the most beloved of all action films, but it's one of those cases where, yeah, the sequels, definitely don't get that same amount of love yeah. 
I actually think that in my personal list, <laughs> um, three is probably my all-time favorite. Um, it's it's my favorite, so I'm right there with you. So, but I think it, kind of in the grand scheme of things, you, you have a character that uh, I think has a lot of like there's a lot of backstory and baggage like behind them, which I, I do like in a main character. I do like a main character is a little more like he was a little more turmoil. I think it's very much like you know kind of what you were describing with like Death Wish and Dirty Harry. It's like there's a point of kind of and we talked about this for Fast and Furious, right? There's a point of ridiculousness of like how much bad stuff can happen to one person exactly um, <laughs> over over a period of time. Like and, and I think Die Hard like fits the bill wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I, I think personally, what like what I like about the progression of the character, like with, in the third one, is like just how rock bottom after the second one. Because you, you know, you leave leave the first one, he saves the day, leaves with his wife. By the time the second one rolls around, he seems to have made amends with his wife. He's on his way. They reunite at the end. They go off in the golf cart with Dennis Franz's twin brother. <laughs> and uh, but by the time the third one rolls around, right, he's a drunk, like he's suspended. His wife has ditched him. His kids hate him. Um, you know, he's he's a mess. And then he's got to go like fight, uh, you know, fight Simon Gruber, Hans Gruber's, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, brother. Um, fun fact about that movie too. I don't know if you've ever if you've ever read this or not, but uh, they filmed like three different endings to that movie. Apparently, I did. Yep. And uh, did, did you hear about the one where they blow away Simon Gruber with a rocket launcher? I think I probably yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> Apparently the original ending was that Simon gets away and uh, John McClane gets blamed for his escape. So he goes even further down the rabbit hole. So he spends his like almost like two months hunting him down. He finds him in Hungary and he plays the game of Simon Says with a rocket launcher with the sight removed. So you don't know which side is which. And Simon <laughs> picks wrong and he blows himself up with a uh, with, a, with uh, the rocket launcher, but they felt it was not diehard enough. So uh, <laughs> apparently uh, they went with the original ending where he, he gets the cable wires snapped around his helicopter and then it crashes. But um, interesting. I think, you know, to me, like, John McClane is kind of the, the likable schlub that you love to hate um, in the movie. I, I don't know, like, short of, again, like, short of just having the same bad stuff happen to the same guy, like, I don't know if he has a ton of redeeming qualities. He's a little bit of a, in my opinion, like an anti-hero, but I think I, it's kind of what I like about him. Um, I do personally like the fourth one as well. Um, it is ridiculous. Uh, what I, I like the cyber crime stuff, man. It's, it was a Oof, of the time. Uh, dude, that's one of the worst <laughs> movies I've seen in the theater. Oh, it was worse than the, the, the last one after that, which is a good day to die hard with his son in Russia. Dude, Good Day to Die Hard was one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. To me, the third one is like fucking, you know, fantastic. Really sort of is like encapsulate everything that's great about the franchise. And then it fucking jumps the shark hard when fucking John McClane's jumping on top of jet fighters and shit. But it's uh, ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but is it any more, any more ridiculous than, uh, you know, uh, weird military people, homeless people living in ruins and death wish. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's fantastical like at best, but it's, uh, it's for whatever reason draws your audience in because they just want more ridiculous. Like when they, they watch a movie. So like, I, I definitely expect when you get to a franchise and you get to the fourth, the fifth, the sixth movie, like at that point, like you, you know, you're in it for the long haul. And I, I almost think like, unless you reboot it, get a different director, like go in a different style, which sometimes people hate, um, you're, you're going to be in for the same ride. You're, you're kind of going to get that phone in script and you're going to rely heavily on the, uh, the, the effects. Now, like I know we, I, we didn't, based on my rules, I didn't put bad boys in there, but I will say that was the one thing that I liked about bad boys for life is it actually showed aged characters and like what they would legitimately be doing. Like, Martin Lawrence is, you know, he, he's a little chubbier in this one. Like, he can't, can't see too well. Like, that's awesome. Like, it's the one thing I loved about the Lethal Weapon movies, too, is like, um, which was a close runner-up uh, for me because I was on the fourth one. Um, yeah. But, you know, Danny Glover, man, he's, he's, always, he's always too old for this shit, but he always looks like he's too old for the too shit, old, too. Too old, yeah. He always looks. He, he doesn't, he's not spry. 
guy always wears a suit. Never see that guy in jeans ever, um, unless he's in the tub naked, which again I always find super weird in all those those movies. Why is he inviting his family in when he's in the tub with his ding dong? <laughs> I don't know. It seems weird. Why are you bringing your dad a cake for retirement when he's got no bubbles in the tub? It just, it rubs me the wrong way. But uh, regardless, I, I do think there's some great franchises. For me, I think Die Hard is, is uh, just one of those ones that I just can continually watch over and over again. But again, it just depends on the day. It could be, that's the great thing about franchises is, is you really, you have a variety to choose from, right? So um, there, there could be a day that it is all about Death Wish or you know, other ones I had, I thought, you know, Universal Soldier, which we've talked about, or um, obviously we have uh, Beverly Hills Cop or Lethal Weapon or James Bond. I mean, there's there's a ton of them, right? Kickboxer. Um, there's a bunch of blood sports out there, right? I mean... Kickboxer is um, one that it's fun, funny because I'm actually weirdly obsessed with the uh, Kickboxer franchise and with um, uh, Sasha Mitchell, who was the, basically... Who was the star after Jean-Claude Van Damme and the fact that he was like this fucking sitcom actor who was legitimately like a legit martial artist, but you know, he played this dumb, like completely airhead boyfriend on uh, some sitcom. Um, But then he was also uh, making these really bad low budget uh, Kung Fu movies. But um, I definitely feel like for me, uh, I feel like if I'm listing my favorites, uh, I definitely have to give a recommend like a, a, you know, a uh, special uh, shout out to uh, the Unsputed franchise. Um, uh, while I think the last one, Boyka, isn't is definitely the weakest in the in the in the franchise. Um, I think even from the first one, which was a def- complete. I mean, Undisputed was about two Wesley Snipes and Ving Rhames being like a like a legit boxer with you know going to prison and stuff. It was a completely different movie. It was a boxing movie, and it was like more of a kind of a drama where Undisputed 2 is basically just a fucking action movie. Um, and you had the fucking, you know, the, uh, um, it just became like, you know, a completely different beast, but it, the second one on is kind of what's really where it's found its voice. And then by Undisputed uh, 3, which I think is the best in the series, um, uh, it really is like, I could watch that movie and over again. Is it a good movie? Most people would probably wouldn't agree with that, but for a certain segment of the population, it's fucking fantastic. The, the, all the, the fight sequences are incredible. Um, I love all the actors in it. Um, Michael Jai White, uh, you know, who's in, who plays, he's the, you know, sort of the main name. He's the hero. Uh, he takes over for the Wesley Snipes, you know, of the, he takes over the Wesley Snipes character role. Um, they're not playing the same character, but it's like the same role um, for Undisputed 2. You know, he's great. I love Michael J. White. And he's, like I said, legitimately a, a great action star. But, you know, it's, I don't know, I, I love it. And I feel like I try, it's for people who say they're f- fans of action films, I'm like, if you've never seen them, I'm like, you have to see them. And, you know, even like I said, two, three, and four um, are their own beasts. Uh, like they they feel different from the first Undisputed. And the same way, like we've talked about, you know, Rambo uh, or, you know, uh, First Blood completely unlike Ram- the rest of the Rambo franchises, though even when it's saying is different. Uh, the first Rocky movie feels different than Rocky 3 and Rocky 4. Sure. Um, uh, so it's very similar, but I think it's even more drastic in this one. But um, but again, they're great. I, I think all four are great or at, definitely at least worth watching. Like I said, uh, Boyka maybe is a little bit more one note than the rest of them um, uh, because you're, you don't have that dynamic of Boyka and a different fighter like playing off of each other. It's just basically like, it just becomes like another like sort of a, almost like a Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of action movie, but, uh, but it's good. Like I said, I still enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's my special accommodation as a, as a special runner up is the undisputed franchise. Sure. Undisputed for the, uh, for the underdog honorable mention. There you okay. go. Honorable yeah, mention. Think... That was the phrase I literally couldn't think. Of. <laughs> I, got, I got you, buddy. Yeah. I know what's, I know what's in your brain. <laughs> yeah, man, lots, to lots, lots, of, <laughs> lots, lots of good franchises uh, to to check out. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a good conversation to have because I think the more, especially in Hollywood, right, where the more things come back around, even five, ten, fifteen years later, right, uh, what was three can become four, and then all of a sudden you have a new spinoff or a new franchise or new uh, new folks, and I'm like, they're like 
to your point, undisputed or kickboxer, right? You know, they, they come back around by the fifth one, right? Van Damme's back in it, right? Uh, David, David Batista is in it. So exactly. I think there's, there's uh, you never know when something can become a franchise, but I think that's, you know, a lot of people see that as uh, they want to continue a story. Other people see it as a cash grab, but uh, I think either way, you know, like they can be fun. Um, definitely when you take a look at it. So I will say though, uh, you know, as we wrap up uh, though, um, I, I forgot, I was going to mention this at the, at the, the top and I forgot. Um, so, you know, in preparation of this, I realized that there was a new, um, you know, one of the Fallen series, like Olympus is Fallen. Oh. So uh, the Angel is Fallen. Mm-hmm. And I really loved Olympus is Fallen. It came out, you know, it's like that weird thing where like movies, like there's this weird like, group mind think that you have like two comet movies come out in the same year you have two volcano movies come out in the same year and then you had two movies about like the president the White House. yeah so um but you know i really liked it I, I thought of the two i thought you know olympus is fallen was really good i really enjoyed it um and i thought as the films went on they you know weren't as good but i was like oh i'll give angels fallen literally turned it off halfway through i was just like this movie's so goddamn dumb and so over the top and unbelievable and, fr- and just frustrating as a movie. I'm like, how the fuck did like, it's like, dude, pull the trigger, bury this fucking franchise, stop making these movies. I don't know anybody who even likes them, but I had to throw that in there. Cause uh, I was like, dude, I was like stoked. Cause I was like, this is perfect. It's kind of goes into our, what we wanted to talk about this week. And I was kind of interested in well, two very uh, enthusiastic thumbs down. Maybe uh maybe the fourth one will be Gerard Butler will be president and then he's gotta be protected by a new guy. That's right. That's that's like Gerard Butler, but different. Exactly. There'll be Angel has risen. That'll be it's, I feel like Gerard Butler must have pissed somebody like how the fact that that guy's not been in a Marvel movie yet? Because that dude looks like a guy that would be in the Marvel universe. I mean, he looks like a I mean you know, from 300 on, he's always been like, you know, like that guy, but I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever his name is, uh, has like, they maybe they have a beef or something, but it's just weird that he hasn't been in a Marvel movie, but he's been in a shit ton of really bad, like, direct-to-video movies, and what was that, Gamer? Did you see Gamer? Yeah. Like Again, weird that he was in that and he hasn't been in a Marvel movie, but whatever. Maybe you never know, right? Marvel Phase 4. That's true. You never know. We will, we will see. Sorry. Be- I got disconnected, but I'm back. But hey, y'all are talking about superhero movies. And, you know, before we go, I did want to mention that Michael Keaton is in early talks with DC to reprise his role as Batman in the new Flash movie. Yep. Yay. Yay. Excited about Michael Keaton. Not excited about Ezra Miller, but I'm super excited about Michael Keaton. <laughs> Poor Ezra Miller. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, what's interesting, though, too, is it's not just going to be Michael Keaton portraying Batman, but it's supposed to be Michael Keaton portraying the same version of Batman. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. So multiverses, you know? Yep. Um, exactly. Introducing the multiverse. And then was... it introduces Batman beyond. Let's exactly. Hope. Which yeah. if you've ever seen those memes of like, I always thought it should have been Clint Eastwood because it, you know, uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, kind of even has a little bit of a Clint Eastwood tone in his voice yeah. when he plays that character. Yeah. Um, but again, when, when people started posting those photos of Michael Keaton, old Michael Keaton, I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool, man. Let's do it. And so now yeah. we might actually get it. So I, the only reason I don't like Ezra Miller is, uh, I've said this before, I think they made his flash dumb. Like, and he, I'm sorry, but like, I just, Barry Allen's not an idiot. Like, don't play him no. as an idiot. He was played as, he was played as a dumb dumb in that movie and that annoys me um so i just wish they would have written this character a little bit more intelligently maybe that'll be different in the flash movie um which is which is great <laughs> but uh but as of right now justice league ezra miller dumb dumb yeah no i mean the thing is i, I thought his character was funny and i'm glad they I, I thought he was genuinely funny and usually you know uh that shit would just annoy me but i actually thought the lines they gave him were, were genuinely kind of funny but again um i don't even think you know even super fucking uh white bread uh garrett gustin uh still isn't the barry allen that's in my head from the comics but he's he is actually at least much closer than the kind of goofball 
wise ass kind of uh yeah i i agree with that i do agree with that I, and i think ezra miller is great and i think he's a uh i think he i think what he brought to the justice league films was much needed because they did need some levity or, or that point of view um i just wish it wouldn't have been the flash the same like now if he'd been playing wally west version of the flash which was kid flash who became the flash and i would have been i would have had no problem with that um because Wally West was more of a kind of like a kind of a wise assy kind of like wasn't the same sort of straight arrow kind of like uh um you know goody two shoes you know yeah. uh that that Barry Allen is so anyways but yeah I, I still if Michael Keaton's reprising his role as Batman I'll still I'll be stoked I literally forgot I'm sorry I know we were trying to end this but I did want to say uh as we're talking about this, this is perfect thank you for bringing this up tank because uh, I did recently re I also, in preparation for this, I watched um, uh, Batman versus Superman and, and Justice League, uh, even though I'd seen them many times before. Um, and I have to say, kind of taking a step back and not focusing on all the terrible aspects of Batman versus Superman, which there are many terrible aspects about it, um, I will we'll go on record as saying it's probably the best looking um, big budget superhero movie they've ever done. Uh, there are some sequences or shots in that movie that I think he doesn't get enough credit for. I mean, he's always been a really strong like visual director. Um, but like visually it's a fucking real, I mean, I, but it kind of, it's very uneven, even with that. So there's sometimes it, it it's, it gets a little ham fisted, but otherwise, like I said, there's some really great shots and I, and there's some aspects of it. I still think it's the best version of like comic book style Batman that we've ever seen, even though he's killing fools left and right, which is very much unlike the comic books. Um, but the way that he looks, like I said, he looks like Jim Lee drew him. Uh, but like the full on action sequences, the fighting is very much what comic book Batman has always been. Yes. Um, yes. Kind of, you know, pushing the boundaries of what is, what would, you know, of realism. But well, anyways, I, I, I thought, I was like, I'm going to try to watch this without a critical eye and just sort of take it. And yeah. I, by the end of the movie, I'm still like, this is, uh, so much of it is unwatchable or very frustrating. But uh, I, I feel like there was, I feel like I, he, it deserved for me to at least point out the things I like about it. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you really want to see like the, where it was inspired from, like the, the fight with when, when Batman's wearing like that big old suit, just check out uh, Batman uh, Dark Knight Returns Volume One and Two. More so on Volume Two, you'll see that um, when he old old Batman fights you know, Superman. Which I gotta say though, even that kind of made me upset because like the the in the Dark Knight Returns, which is you know many people uh, think that it's probably the best Batman story ever told. I am not one of them. Uh, I think it's good, but I don't think it's one of the best. Um, there's a lot of like things that date it specifically to the eighties and Reaganomics and these different things. But, right. um, but the sequence was much more dramatic. Like their fight in the comic was much more, you know, he's basically like he, Superman gets hit by a nuke first and then like, it's this whole thing. But, but again, I give him a lot of credit because I, I really think the suit, I mean, definitely a visual homage to that Frank Miller art. I think yeah. they did a good job with it. So at least with under, the visuals. So under the red hoods, the best story as far as animated goes uh when nightwing gives gives batman that speech i still love that speech so much look we talked about uh click we talked about health and fitness we gave some great advice we talked about uh saving birds we talked about franchises we talked about anime that you shouldn't watch we wrapped it off with superhero movies dear god we talked about a lot tonight we, we covered all our bases we were hitting all the demographics. We call it the Kitchen Sink Podcast, people. And You're welcome. Tank, Tank has lost his voice. He's got no volume. He's talking right now. He's got oh. no volume. Wow. <laughs> so you didn't hear anything that I said, like even about Under the Red Hood? I, I heard the Red, okay. the red Hood. Sure. Yeah. That's nope, all, we like, got that one. Okay, y'all. Nope, don't say it again. We really got you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say the speech one more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it, it's really, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it, that, that's why we're like the number one podcast in the world, uh, in that's my right. heart. In sorry, my heart. Joe, sorry, Joe Rogan, better luck next year. Better luck next year, sir. But that being said, speaking of Joe Rogan, you make sure you follow us on Spotify, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. 
Follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and on Instagram at TankRodPod. That's T-A-N-K-R-O-D-P-O-D. Uh, forgot how to spell there for a second. But, yeah, uh, give, us a, give us a follow. Let us know what you thought about today's show or any other show that you may have listened to in the past. Um, you know, any other last sentiments before we go, guys? Uh, you uh, know, no. Just, uh, Just keep on keeping on. Yeah, that was a visual yeah. cue to the end of uh, Death Wish for people who can't see this because it's a podcast, but uh, I just did a visual cue for the end of Death Wish. So keep on keeping on. Drink your uh, drink your green juice because uh, that's good for you. Uh, eat lots of kale uh, so you could be uh, as much like Charles Bronson as humanly possible. Also, uh, wear your damn masks. That's it. Yes. yes. Wear your stupid. Yes. Wear your mask, idiots. Be like the Red Hood. Wear Red Hood. Just right. wear Red Hood. Red yes. Hood masks. Just wear, yeah, wear your damn masks. But, wear but inside. But throw away your white hoods. Do and, not and, wear white hoods. That's, yes, yes. And yes. throw away your antiquated sense. Actually, of you know what? Don't and don't wear your red hood if it's got a point. If if it's got a point to it too, there are some uh, there are some hoods out there that are uh, multicolored. If you're the Grand Wizard. The wizardry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Just don't wear hoods. Just wear face masks. That's all we're saying. Wear face masks. Okay? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that being said, I haven't said this in a long time. Thank you again for listening to Go and Commando. And as always, this one's for you, Keanu. This one's for you, Neo slash John Wick. <laughs> slash uh, uh, slash Ted Theodore Ted Theodore Logan. Oh, we didn't really talk about that. Next time. Next time. <laughs> okay, bye. 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 bye.